0: stripped down know nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies that's right whether they make you hoot or holler from in the drink to if i had a million dollar we're it's all
1: been done the podcast he
0: parks by the playground it's my co-host evan
1: i saw him i saw i saw him we all did my co-host saker (laughs) we know what you did (laughs) that that feels like the
0: deathbed confession Of like, I saw him. I saw someone just got murdered and they can't spit out the murderer's name in time before they Mm. die. Um, That's such a tired trope. I hate that trope. Uh, I I don't know. It's it's very uh, child. uh, Like it's in a lot of like child things, right? I guess there's not a whole lot of child media about people dying, is there? (laughs) There is, but usually it's parents right? Oh, like, like your yeah, parents, like
1: a lot of child media, at least like mid, mid grade child media is, you know, one or both parents are fridged like Harry Potter sure. or um, what's the movie? My my son and I were just watching song of the sea or something. It's like a Gaelic Irish uh, animation movie. Song of frid- the South. Frid- one you of our you're... favorite movies. You know me. <laughs> Buddy Bird, boy. Tweet twi- a twi- twi- little bur- bur- Bluebird, hey, right?
0: I'll tell you what, you could have said that two days ago. But we live in a new world now, Evbo. You can't be so overtly racist anymore. You have to go back to your covert racism. Damn right. Or racism is solved, I guess.
1: I watch Song of the South on my VHS tapes, like I did in the Obama presidency.
0: <laughs> oh God! <Jesus laughs> they're gonna take Christ. down
1: all the YouTube clips of Song of the South that uh, have a billion views each.
0: There's got to be places to watch it online, right? I've never seen
1: it. Oh but... yeah, I'm, I'm. You could. I, I would be. I would be surprised if you couldn't uh, torrent it. Right. Okay.
0: What there's a famous Disney song that came from Song of the South that they love the song but they've they've dis disassociated it with it. is it Zippity Doodah I think it might I be I think so I think it's
1: yeah Zippity dah and then yeah there's a lot okay like, um, I don't remember much about Song of the South the only I, the only image have I have it? I I remember seeing it or parts of it when I was a kid it was like one of those tape like VHS tapes on your grandma's shelf sort of thing sure okay I, and I remember seeing parts of it like my only images are a little like a, a a black man walking along a road with a with a cartoon bluebird on his shoulder okay and then the the story about the cartoon animated short about brer rabbit those are my oh. only in the tar the tar bleh, baby patch was it
0: right? was it a vignette sort of uh, movie
1: i think so yeah it okay. was a, it was like a it was a series of like sh- like character shorts i think but uh like southern tales sort of thing like okay. a, a, a strung together by uh musical interludes was my sure. is my vague recollection of that sure and this okay. is what our li- listeners come for is a uh, an <laughs> aging millennial recollecting uh, <laughs> recollections half, of song of the south half remembered
0: <laughs> racism from your youth <laughs> one yeah. time my grandpa said a word that i don't remember but it sounded
1: God, very, my grandpa very was a angry. straight up racist was he really yeah just straight up using n words all the time and i remember once at thanksgiving he Used he, he used it and I I'm like you can't say that and he's like oh you don't like it when I say this sort of thing and he like looked at my daddy's like is this how you're raising your son sort of thing oh like, my god to not be racist wow and I don't remember how that played out because I think I ran away crying at that point. yeah no kidding yeah, yeah so
0: here's here's what here's what doesn't make sense not that does I, I just don't understand how this works it is very easy for me to imagine generationally people becoming less racist. You look mm-hmm. at the people who came before you and you're like, Jesus Christ, how did that happen? And you become less racist. Mm-hmm. But racism, how do you become... Because there has to be people who's like, their parents weren't racist and they grow up to be... Ra- like, like, how does that happen? Like, is it just negligent
1: parenting or is it like just indoctrination by I the... Think sur- I think it's a lar- largely surroundings and, uh, I mean, the same way that people get radicalized on Facebook and shit, like, to good, right? You mm-hmm. know, the same way leftists are formed, right? You get you you have you have fundamentally broken beliefs to begin with and mm. then you through confirmation bias seek out things that support said beliefs until you are fully racist
0: but where do those broken rele- beliefs come from in the first place like they there has to be some some like cuz you're working from a place of good well, I think, if your I parents are all racist. a little bit
1: racist right you know like
0: sure sure I guess. Like
1: whether we, you know, it's something that you have to continually explore and challenge, right? Or you're going, I think, I think our default setting as humans is racism.
0: Yeah. Okay. Otherism. Yeah.
1: In group, in group, out group sort of stuff, right? Yeah. Sure. And I think that's something that you have to constantly work against. Otherwise, you will go back to your default. You'll regress to the mean, which is racism.
0: Sure. Sure. Uh, You are listening to Pod Save America, listeners, and Uh if you are interested (laughs) in more content like this. There you go.
1: Yep. We were former Obama speechwriters, Saker and ever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. This is weird. It's a weird week. Now, granted... It is the same week that we recorded the last episode. If you mm-hmm. all remember, listeners, dear listeners, we just jumped right in. But of course, we have a we have a new
1: uh, president elect uh, yeah. this week, which is a wild uh, tonal shift. And I stayed. I'm tired because I stayed up really, really late at night. Like the uh, the. Biden election gave me lots of energy to stay up till, like, 2, 3 a.m., uh, posting on uh, Friends of, con- like, Conservative Friends of Friends walls. Really? So <laughs> would you yeah, did last night? Because like, they're all, like, my, my, some, some friend will be like, hey, oh, Biden, yay. And then uh, somebody will be like, votes aren't counted yet. They're still being counted. <laughs> the, the AP's been wrong before. I'm like, yeah, but probably not like this, bud.
0: Oh, and man, and that's Usually great. it ends with,
1: uh, I, I just added actually a bunch of people to my calendar for December when the votes have to be tabulated. I'm like, I'm just going to circle back with you in December. And you that's know what? So if I have so apo- If I have to apologize, great. I will apologize to you for being wrong in this situation. But if not, I'm going to post something on your wall, something super shit-eating.
0: Boy, do you remember last episode when you thought that you had to be more pedantic? with? <laughs>
1: with like, I am doing yeah, I'm doing it.
0: I'm doing it. We're pulling it out in space. But hey, I
1: will, I will literally apologize to them if I'm wrong. But you know, sure, at the same sure. time, I get the opportunity to also rub it in their face if I'm right. Sure, absolutely.
0: Um, yeah, boy, this whole, I mean, fucking th- great news, obviously. Amazing for our country. Now, of course, not not the best option mm-hmm. by a, a long stretch, but obviously a step in the right direction. The funniest and perhaps the news that made me smile the most this week <laughs> was Trump booking <laughs> his press conference at the Four Seasons Lawn Oh, God, yes fuck i don't want to talk about it because by the time this episode comes out it's going to be so dated but mm-hmm. god damn did it make me laugh so much yep. but hope, I, we can but flip,
1: hope we hope, hope we can flip the senate or what'll happen is four years of nothing as the the repu- conservatives block everything and go see see we told you they wouldn't be able to do anything two years right presumably
0: two, aren't there yeah yeah, yeah, yeah two yeah. years two possibly years. yeah we'll the thing
1: is happens. if the thing is history shown that if they if they just play obstructionist cards and go look look see see i told you yeah. they wouldn't do anything then we'll flip red again yeah yeah probably possibly so it's frustrating but It is. you know indeed. hey maybe the georgia runoffs will uh break in our favor probably not but sure it'd be nice if they did
0: yeah well um anyway i saw it i saw it i saw it i saw it i used it um let's talk about this week's song mm-hmm. <laughs> this week's song is called i saw it and if you've never heard it before listeners here's a quick sample And listeners, if you had heard it before and are just listening to that sample now and saying, "Oh yeah, I guess, I guess I've heard this song," <laughs> nothing about it at all stuck with me. Then, friends, you are on the same page, I think, as Evbo and I. Certainly me. Oh, I think Evbo's- this is one of
1: I think this is one of be- Jim's better songs, to be honest.
0: Wowzerino. I really okay. liked what he's
1: put. I really liked what he's put forward this album. Like, see, previously but- the only song of Jim's I really liked was Peterborough and the Coarthas, and I think we're getting more of that. You liked "Pollywag and a Bog" and don't you fucking lie. Oh yeah, me. yeah. I mean, I was I'm thinking like adult songs. Mm. I loved "Pollywag and a Bog." That's still his best song.
0: Yeah, okay. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, but Peterborough definitely.
1: Yeah, but um, I think he's like he's toned down his like I don't want to call weirdness. it madness Yeah, like, but like, you know, yeah. "Spider in My Room" and uh, his eccentricities. uh I "Love eccentricities, Yeah, for yeah. certain. Like they they've He's I think he's matured a bunch. I think of all the BNL boys, he's matured the most.
0: Yes. But see that I hate that. Like I I will agree that Peterborough and the Quarth is also a mature song and I do love it, mm-hmm. but I loved when he was going out on a limb and taking big swings. I think Jim's journey. I want to is... drink
1: your blood. I want to put my <laughs> spiders all over your head. Like... Because
0: if you don't do that, you come up with songs like this that are not interesting oh. to, uh, in, in well, many ways to me. Like, I disagree. Okay. I think he's always consistently good, and we're mm-hmm. talking in vagaries right now, we'll get into specifics at music. Like, this song is beautiful. No, I just think like this.
1: I think this chart topping band is, and <laughs> all right, guys, brace yourselves Stay for this hot me. take good at music. <laughs> that is Saker's hot take of the week. F- fuck
0: off. You knew what I meant. Lyrically, this song I is understand. ass. <laughs> oh,
1: musically. no, no. This song, uh, well, uh, uh, we'll get into that later.
0: Okay, all right. Um, but uh, I, I like I don't think he can do much wrong in terms of crafting a soundscape that like is great and like right off the bat, this has a rich sound it's a tonal soundscape. it's smooth. Yes. it's like agree it 100 percent.
1: I agree 100 yeah. percent with your the last portion, but the first thing you said I don't you don't think he can do wrong in creating a soundscape. I will uh, submit uh, into the evidence of the court uh, spider in my room. I was
0: just about to say don't say spider in my room. you didn't like the powwow singers.
1: I liked the powwow singers. I felt they were... They didn't belong in the uh, song. And then also the weird fucking insane lyrics. Like the... Um, well... In my now, again, remember I said music, not lyrics. Because again... But lyrics I... are part of the music. Like if you just made a... If you made a... Of, if he wasn't even singing if he was just scatting okay. to that like sure. it would still be a weird <laughs> it would still be a weird song
0: oh so you're saying the tone of his voice not the words themselves but right but, right uh, yeah because he's so like, kind of
1: scream singing in that song a little yeah, bit yeah so i get the i get that i agree with mostly most of what you said i guess okay. is my uh, the tldr okay. of my rambling <laughs> sure. explanation there sure um too long didn't listen t- <laughs> tldl
0: <laughs> um we are doing some interesting like right off the bat there's a shit ton of echo on yeah. like every instrument and that's like the main thing that i pulled out from this song like they're they've never done echo this big before mm. and it sounds great yeah it's it got like a cool. easy
1: breezy guitars they're all super slushy it's got a super duper u2 feel to me
0: you know what hmm. i didn't think of it as a u2 feel until i scrolled down on youtube and somebody said like this sounds like a u2 song and i was like Fuck yeah! It totally does. It. It strikes me. You didn't see that comment, did you?
1: <laughs> what that that, that
0: that said? It sounds like a U two song. Is that why you're saying it? No. Or did you I, think of it on your own? I,
1: I thought of it on my own because I think that I think that uh, like i like the i like jim's voice in this too i think it's my favorite use of his voice because he's got like instead of singing sort of norm like his his normal range he's going a little bit higher so he's got like a real like tom york of radiohead or like chris martin from like coldplay vibe Mm. and i think it works really well with like the slushiness of this song like the echoing stuff
0: ready you took what we all hide we all hide from Boy, I can't argue with that, and I do fucking love me some Tom York. So maybe you're gonna flip me. Maybe you're gonna flip me blue on this song, my friend. Oh <laughs> my god, real...
1: y- you start. You're starting red. <laughs> I'm starting bad, which is red. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah you're okay. gonna flip me.
0: To... Yeah, I, the the U2 comparison. I was like, especially like over the ending. There's this like tinkling guitar mm-hmm. that really reminded me of like a, a U2 jam. And I will also agree with you that this has some real weird high octave energy where he's mm-hmm. like jumping in like in the park by the plague. <laughs> like, <laughs> in the park by the playground. It's very weird that the kind of things that he's he's doing with his voice in this song, it's it's bringing an energy to it. I yeah. don't know whether I'm big on the energy, but. It's certainly so maybe he is kind of swinging weird just in a less a less weird way possibly. There's there's a weird thing in this song where we have the same thing that we had earlier in this album which is Jim and Kev teaming up. Mhm. Uh-huh. D- I wonder why these two get paired together so often.
1: Do you think they kind of both had a hand in writing this and constructing well, it? I think we both, we know that like Jim and Tyler are kind of at odds musically. Because mm-hmm. they've, they've as much as said so. And I feel like Jim, like vocally and as a songwriter, can't keep up with Ed's energy. Sure. So I feel like in terms of like, and this is like, I'm talking from like the, I'm I'm selling glassware on the street of Jerome. Like, I'm, a, you know, in a shawl. Sure. Like a hippie, like a, I'm selling dream catchers. Like, I feel like Jim's aura is closest to Kev's <laughs> okay. in color. Like, <laughs> sure. So that's why I feel like as songwriters, I think they work together yeah. more, better, I think.
0: I, I wonder if at this point, and certainly they became more cohesive because they've released a lot more albums since then. But like, if the band was almost kind of splintering into Ed and Ty and then Jim and Kev at this mm-hmm. point, because it does seem like we have a lot of... Ed doing some interesting stuff with Ty doing interesting drum beats and then like Jim and Kev doing their own thing on the other on the other side, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, I am kind of glad they became more cohesive as they went it was, on.
1: It was good because like, it was really good to pick like usually I can't pick any one specific voice out of the harmonies, but mm. I was able to pick Kev's voice out this time. Certainly, really, really clearly. And especially at
0: the end of the song when he's mm-hmm. doing the most Kev thing that he can do, which is repeating. I won't uh, let you down <laughs> in the park by or the playground. <laughs> And over and over again to the end of the song. The most Kev thing to possibly mm-hmm. do.
1: Yeah. Um, that was, do you think that was what Kev added to the song? Jim's like, okay, here's my <laughs> song. And Kev's like, uh, too short. And, and, and Jim's like, oh, you want to add another verse? He's like, no, no. Uh, I just want to repeat the ending uh, <laughs> seven more times, please.
0: We have to lull them out of this song. We can't just drop them off. We have to rock them to sleep. That's right.
1: Um, uh, it's like, a, it's like a, a phone call with a, a high school girlfriend. That's another millennial. Sure. No, you hang up. No, No, you hang up. up. Just one (laughs) more chorus. Just one more chorus. Jesus.
0: Wow, you're exactly right. The people of this era will never know about, no, you hang
1: up. No, you hang up. Because it's just texting. Oh, fuck. I mean, like I get... And I kind of got there myself. Like, I get genuinely angry when people call me on the phone now. <laughs> yeah, I agree. My- like, how dare you? How dare you interrupt my goddamn day to talk about something, Yes,
0: Yesterday, a uh, friend of the podcast and previous guest, Emma, called me. And I was like, what the fuck? She was calling to tell me that Biden had won the presidency. But I was so, like, fl- Like, hell, is everything? My first words are... Is everything okay? Yeah, <laughs>
1: like... because phone calls are so are usually reserved for like emergencies now.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I need to get a hold of you at this second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. But that was a. Uh, so wait, what the fuck? How did we get here?
1: <laughs> what are we talking oh, you about? you hang up. You hang up. <laughs> no,
0: you hang up. Sure, sure. Yeah, but How like, did we talking
1: get... on your. I don't. I don't know. Like, I, do the kids these days still like? I know they exchange texts and stuff, but there's still like long phone calls with your significant others in, like in high school and whatnot.
0: I, it's Facetimes,
1: obviously uh, now. So okay. you
0: you Facetime them, and maybe you fall asleep while FaceTiming each other
1: at okay. night or something. Like uh, there's okay. still cute shit that happens. So I bet yeah. there's still I bet there's still you 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 leave the chat room. Yeah, you leave The, the chat room. Chat room. <laughs> you leave. Jesus. You end the end you. the Zoom call. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, probably something like that. Uh, I'm sorry. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I have to throw in a couple of my absolutely's that I yes. do all the time. Um, this, uh, speaking of the I won't let you down, there's a great part in the song that actually made me laugh out loud the first time I hear it, um, which is uh, near the end um, where uh, uh, Jim goes, uh, I won't let you down. And there's a long pause and then he goes from this point on like <laughs> all right I, I fucked up but from now on i'm gonna be good
1: oh, That just it made me laugh for some yeah, reason and that's a that, that spoke to me a lot because it made me think of like what is your responsibility as an onlooker as a because I don't think the relationship between... I mean, well, I guess we should get into the lyrics now. Sure. Yeah. So this is a song about bullying, right? I think so.
0: I, I mean, I i think there could be something deeper and darker, but I, th- I think ostensibly it does sound like it's about bullying. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, I think... I mean, I really like that, that they're they're this isn't a song about a shitty boyfriend or a relationship or anything like that. Like they're definitely, I, I'm really enjoying the experimentation on this album. Like, I think that they're going in a lot of different directions and I'm, I think this is a swing that landed for me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so this is a song that's ostensibly about bullying. So I, I was wondering like, what is your responsibility as an onlooker who sees someone getting bullied? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously it's scary and kind of frightening in the moment and, and, and you're reacting not from, you don't have time to think here's mm-hmm. the thing. So this is, I can't think of the number of times in my life where I've like, in the moment, I didn't react the way I would have wanted to. And then if I, and, then, and I had the chance to like go back and rectify it, I would. But like, I'm like, okay, next time I'm going to be ready for it. and If it happens again, this is how I'm going to act because this is the right way to do it.
0: You can always get it right next time. next
1: time. <laughs> next time.
0: <laughs> Um yeah, do you think this is specifically a situation where do you think this is a fictional situation or where Jim saw Andy getting bullied one time? Because he specifically refers to brother in this, mm-hmm. right? Um or could be Chet, could be the Chet was well, getting if bullied if
1: anyone's bullying. It's if Chet gonna be bullying Chet was bullying Andy. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah, so we won't allow this brother uh, was him saying, we have to take Chet out. That's why you don't hear about Chet Cregan anymore. Because mm-hmm. after th- after the events of this song, they took care of Chet. They weird scienced him into a computer or some freakazoid shit. Um yeah. Uh, boy, He's in reboot. I was oh, can you imagine? Um I was I was somebody was talking about doing a reboot of of Freakazoid and mm-hmm. uh they were talking about how you could never do it nowadays, because what gave Freakazoid his powers is that like he got sucked into the internet and got like silly goofy shit powers. Nowadays he would come out as like a a nationalist, like <laughs> militant, uh right wing haircut uh kind of guy. So I love that idea though. Um Yeah, so I I did think that it could be um, something deeper and darker because specifically of the line like the hooks went right inside mm-hmm. that's where they hung like because I, I, I struggled to think how that could have been about bullying I guess it could have been about any event that caused PTSD like th- these yeah. are
1: hooks that are in me I forever I was thinking of like like running someone's underwear up the flagpole <laughs> Oh, the is what I was thinking right which is like a, the I mean that's like a classic 80s bullying thing right sure sure the hooks went right inside that's where
0: they are it is it is very funny to think of in the context of this like soft sad song about somebody running somebody's underwear up the pole <laughs>
1: um did that ever happen
0: to you did you ever see that happen or was it just a movie thing
1: I think it was just a movie trope and I mean i I, I actually want to talk about bullying later on because I was bullied pretty bad as a kid really so I think that's why I think that's why I like the song because it resonated with me in a lot of ways I was but, also
0: um, bullied as a kid, but I didn't I don't know it didn't resonate interesting
1: well I guess there's there's lots of different types of bullying So uh, That's true. But we can get into that when we talk about bullying. Sure, we can. Um, Do you
0: think there was some retribution for the bully? Because we have a lot of very scary lines, like, we can't allow this to happen, brother, weighing and waiting until you're ready. We won't allow. there May have been some retribution. Whether they maybe they, I, I think they may have killed Chet. I think that's where this song is going. I maybe looked at it in a very dark
1: way, but he's uh, and of course, he's buried in the park by the playground. <laughs>
0: oh my god, right where the bullying happened! Holy shit, that has to be it. In the park by the playground, Ooh, I will let you down. I wrote a lot of notes I, I i take all my notes on wednesdays wednesday's a light day at work i wrote a lot of notes about our current political climate oh, which are now no. so, sort of that was the day after the election um but you know i i don't know i don't really feel like talking about them anymore yeah, bullying. <laughs> like. bullying and gaslighting yeah just leaving them by the wayside um i feel like yeah this this is the kind of song that would play under a psa right
1: do do you feel like this was kind of a uh, a a ser- kind of song that will play that plays at, like the end of like a Hallmark movie? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, I could hear like, that. Yeah, I think that And this is a uh... Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of like and, and the, so so you think this is kid on kid bullying. You don't think this is like adult on kid bullying or like oh. any sort of like any sort of abu- darker abuse, I guess.
0: I hadn't considered that. I mean, it's certainly a possibility. Um, did you did that, that thought cross
1: your mind? It did cross my mind. I don't I'm not necessarily sure it is. I just wanted to know if you if you saw anything like that in the song. Sure. I did not
0: see anything like that, but I certainly could see what you mean by it. Um mm-hmm. Because I, I, I don't think there are any real implied ages here at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this... this I mean, it could even be adult-on-adult adult bullying.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Um, I guess in the park by the playground, because they could be two adults watching their kids.
0: Oh, maybe so. But you yeah. think... Man, if you saw your kid being bullied at the playground, wouldn't you step in immediately?
1: I mean, or would you let him it de- do... It, it would depend on the type of... Bull- like, what is happening and how my kid reacts to it, right? Interesting. Because you don't want to, like... And and again, this is something I've given a lot of thought to. Like, if you see something happening to your kid, you don't necessarily want to like swoop in immediately, um, unless obviously it's someone's in danger or you know right. it's going it's going out getting out of hand. But like, I mean, because eventually they're going to have to take this sort of shit on their own. And I mean, sure. on one hand, you want to model good behavior. You want to say no, this is unacceptable. Right. On the other hand, you want them to be able to stand up for themselves too. Right. So I, I don't know. It's something like as someone who's been bullied, I you know I, I give it a lot of thought. you know? Sure. And especially um so a little pulling back the curtain my son likes wearing dresses Mm -hmm. and uh i fully support it love it a lot um but again as someone who was bullied i'm super i mean it's fine in his uh his little uh play school that we take him to where there's like a class of eight and the teachers are super friendly and nice but like when he gets into like the general population and wears dresses to school i'm really worried about him getting singled out and bullied and uh obviously i want to stop that as much as possible like i don't sure. i want him to be able to be himself no matter sure. it, or herself you know whatever whatever he, my son ends up being you know i want it to be okay right right but, yeah so so this is uh, so this is something i've given a lot of thought to which is why this song again resonated with me sure
0: absolutely did you shed a tear while listening to this brandy good lady song no okay, okay. No, i mean i don't think it was a
1: sad song okay all right but you were reflecting on tell me about your history of bullying i'm curious about that um i was bullied a couple different occasions um one was by a, a guy who was like a Stephen King esque bully, like somebody who was there's something I think fundamentally wrong with this kid. Oh, um, I see. He was okay. about three or four years older than me, and he I think just enjoyed inflicting pain on people. Yikes! Uh, I... So it was very, it was a very sort of, and I think we should definitely add trigger warnings to this episode. Sure, by absolutely. the way. Absolutely. Um, yeah, bullying and uh, abuse. I think. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, he was. He would do things like you know we'd get in the elevator at the swim club, and he'd stop the elevator and just like go to go ham on me and like this is when, beating you up yeah yeah like pinching and and at one time he bit me yeah it was Jesus. pretty nasty yeah oh
0: my god
1: yeah Holy and i was god. again i was four years younger than him and that's one of the reasons i think that i uh my response to that now is uh it was pretty dramatic and i think it's the reason why i go to 11 immediately when i feel like i'm being threatened yeah so like this is one of those things where I'm like, this is never going to happen again to me. I don't care if I die. Like, I'm not going to let myself get pushed around. So it's like somebody, it's the reason I got on academic probation at OU because I threatened to break someone's fucking neck. Did you really? Holy fuck. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, but, eh, and that's why I got into martial arts a little bit, but at the same time, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get pushed around anymore, period. Sure. And the other type of bullying was a bunch of girls. So it was really, that's a fully different thing. Yeah. It was, it was more sort of emotional abuse where they would, uh, you know, just make fun of me and stuff like that. I remember once I was coming to school and they were on top of the stairwell that you would walk up and they all just spit on me as I was coming up the stairs. Oh
0: my God. It was
1: pretty, it was pretty rough. And it's not like something you can like run up the stairs and punch them in the face, right? Yeah, for sure. Wow. So,
0: So. So when you listened to this song... It did all came you... flooding back. <laughs> sure, and you
1: didn't cry. Um, no, I did... didn't. Did you? I got real angry. I got like, I got, <laughs> got that angry. like fight or flight thing. Yeah. Like Like right now, even right now, I'm sort of like tingling. Like I'm like, really uh, you know, like I'm I'm ready. About... I'm ready. Like I feel threatened right now.
0: What 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 parts of the song specifically resonated with you? Um, do you think just any, the, any just the bullying? Because I
1: remember. I think I remember feeling so fundamentally alone because. Yeah. My friends all knew it was happening, but none of them like stepped up. And uh, again, I don't know if it's their response. Again, like what's their responsibility, right? Sure. And I mean, I didn't tell anyone because you know what could I do, right? At right. the time, so you know.
0: Yeah, I mean it's hard. I mean, I'm I'm I am a, a teacher, a computers teacher, uh, mm-hmm. and seventh and eighth grade, which is a very delicate, uh, you know, sort of age. And one of the lessons we do about digital citizenship is about cyberbullying and what your responsibility is when you Mm -hmm. see people online. But every fucking kid has a cyberbullying story. You know, maybe it didn't Mm -hmm. happen specifically to them, but it happened to a friend or I mean, so it I mean, rarely does it happen in in real life anymore, but it happens behind the anonymity of a screen, um, Mm -hmm. which in some ways is worse, but in a lot of ways is kind of better because if somebody bullies you in person it's like between you and them right mm-hmm. but if somebody bullies you online you could take a screenshot and like you have the proof like immediately right there for you i don't know it's, it's 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 definitely always a talk because a lot of these kids i say you know what would you do in a situation like this and a lot of them say like i wouldn't do anything cuz anything you would do would make it worse mm-hmm. like if you go tell a teacher or if you you know something so that's why i think that Jim and Andy perhaps just straight up killed their bully because they don't seem like tattletales to me. Um, so just to work it back around to what, what, you know, we're talking about here. Um, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Wow. So, so do you have any s- specific insight on this song then, as somebody? The o- seriously, the well, only bullying I can remember is this one kid who in track and field used to call me needle dick all the time, uh, which was a very good insult for like an eighth grader. Like needle uh-huh. dick has that specific not that it's not like long, but it's that like hey your thin. dick is thin. Like what a strange <laughs> thing for a for a middle schooler to focus on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what a strange thing to say. Uh, sorry, but go ahead. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really know if I have any insights. I mean, I don't know what the, the, the thing that stopped my bowling eventually was that the, the kid moved away. Oh, okay, right? Wow. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't stop it. Yeah. I was, you know, too small at yeah. the time and I'm much bigger now.
0: You are a big like, boy. Do you think like, you can yeah. beat him
1: up now? I remember seeing him once at a swim meet uh, when I was, I think in maybe like a sophomore or junior in, in high school and yeah. being like, that's the guy. Oh. And he saw me, he saw me too, and there was this like look in his eye and he knew. And like we've had this moment and he was like I could see he wanted to get me alone and I'm like not going to happen. So Damn. I just stayed with my friends the whole time.
0: Wow. Okay, do you think he was going to apologize? I don't know what he was going to do, yeah. but if
1: he got me alone, I think I was I would I would have attacked him yeah, physically. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Um do you think I mean in this song we talk about the deservedness of it. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I think the lyric is, uh, you think you deserve it. I won't stand and observe it. You think you
1: deserve it.
0: I was wondering whose point of view do you think that's from? Who thinks they deserve it? The bully or the victim here? Because I think they have two different meanings that aren't mutually exclusive. Like the bully Mm -hmm. deserves to have his little fun. Maybe the victim thinks they deserve to be bullied. Um, I think there was a couple ways to read that line, which it's just, it's so hard for me to tell whether it's intelligent songwriting or happy accident.
1: I mean, either way, either way is fine. But I think I'm gonna assume, uh, as we said before, uh, everyone in the bare naked ladies, with Jim especially, are um, uh, how did you put it, good at music. So I <laughs> yes, think I'm gonna, um, I think I'm just gonna assume that everything they do is on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: But then so, again, mm.
1: oh, go ahead. No, I think the, the the way I read it was that the the victim thinks that they deserve to be bullied. I like, see that they're not worth they're not worthy, and part of bullying is you know isolating and gaslighting, right? Sure, sure. What is it, Dar- Darva, Darvo? I don't know. I, oh, okay. I don't teach a bowling curricul- curriculum in my day-to-day job.
0: Well, neither do I, but you no know, re- shame
1: on you. Saker. You should know this. <laughs>
0: the reason I know this term is because your partner, uh, he says it a lot. Deny attack, reverse victim and offender. Oh. Um, so yeah, deny the behavior, attack the individual doing the confronting and reverse the roles of victim of offender. Um, so yeah, this is, this is something that, that bullies, uh, you know, do when they are caught or when, when mm-hmm. the situation, yeah. Um, narcissistic abuse, manipulation tactics. Um, so yeah, I don't, I, I, don't know. That's this is this is an interesting idea. But I, I think you know, talking about whether it's intentional songwriting, intelligent songwriting, he does do this like he does some like fun wordplay with like sound soundalikes in this song, which is kind of interesting. Like you took what we all hide, and we all hide from the hooks that went right inside. So like there was something hidden within us, but we were actually also hiding. You weighed and weighed tid. <laughs> Waitin', waitin it's, I think it feels like the La- the Lacroix of a BNL song. Like Jim heard about how BNL does like wordplay and fun like little <laughs> twists on words, <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, I can do that too." And then he had these little like the whisper of of pineapple in his <laughs> in his song. Like, yeah, this is this is sort of like that, I think. Um, and he, I think he does that a lot uh, in this song. Um, but truly, you know that's that's really all I had. I I wrote a, a little about the strings too, how sweet and good the strings were mm-hmm. on the song. What else did you have about this very kind of plainly laid out song? Not that yeah, that's I bad. don't have a
1: lot of I don't have a lot of notes. I mean, uh, do you want to get to? I, I think I saw one live version or a as couple live I. versions. There was a bunch in Britain for some reason. Yeah,
0: Leeds is the one that I saw. Yeah, I saw
1: Brighton okay. in, as well. But I mean, it was just them playing the song for the most part. Yeah. And it
0: yeah, it sucked without the strings. I thought the strings add so much to this song.
1: Did you see the one where the guy kept screaming "Play Life in a Nutshell"? No. <laughs> Because Ed was like talking about something. He's like, "Here's another. Here's a song. I want to. We're gonna play for you. Um, we've we've created this this whole entire track list." Because I think he was responding to someone screaming, "Play Life in a Nutshell." He's like, "We created this concert to delight and astound you, and now we're gonna play." I saw it, Ugh. and the guy's like, "Play Life in a Nutshell," and he just keeps <laughs> screaming it over and over again as they play this song.
0: I uh. want to be that guy who goes to a Breaking and Ladies concert and just keeps yelling out for my favorite song, which may not be like, play, play summertime, <laughs> like play this
1: deep cut that you don't give a shit about anymore. Um, I remember, uh, in the, uh, I think it was the, mid-aughts or something i went to see the john popper experience and john popper is the lead singer from blues traveler oh, which okay. was a which was a band you know sure. in the 90s that had a couple of hits which sure. i enjoyed so i went to see the john popper experience and there was basically that happened there was like a bunch of drunk ladies there and they were like play hook play <laughs> run around <Play, laughs> but just the, wait those are the ones you would expect people to yell out and like... then uh, and then well, but he's like saying like um this is the john popper experience this isn't, this isn't blues travel i'm not going to play a single blues traveler song he, and he kept actually, doing that between sets and you can see him getting more and more frustrated he addressed them fuck that's yeah. great he's like this is the john popper experience this is not blues travel
0: i do want to go to a concert and then just yell i want to start like play one week and then just work my like play home by the end just like i'm yelling out increasingly more obscure songs. play grim grinning ghosts from the disney ride
1: <laughs> Um, yeah, that would be fun. I imagine, uh, BNL walking into like a fucking, they've, they've been paid, they're being paid $1 million for one night (laughs) and they walk into like a hotel room and all their instruments are like set up in the corner. And there's just like you in the darkness, smoking a cigarette with like a half drunk (laughs) glass of bourbon that's like play Grim Grinning
0: Ghosts. (laughs) Oh God. Would they, if it was an audience of one, they would feel obligated to take my request, Wouldn't they? Uh I mean, like it's not something that they could deny. Mm hmm. Yeah, they, w- they would have to. I mean, you couldn't just be like, no, we're going to play one week because I would just stare at them the whole time and just be like this well, you sour just, You expression. just
1: cut the cut the power to their instruments.
0: The, that happened in my band once. Did I ever tell you that? No. Uh, we were playing in an Irish tavern. I don't know how we mm-hmm. got booked there. And uh, the bartender hated us so much. He kept saying how our music was shit as people were like walking by. And uh, for our last song, he just cut the power. Uh, and turned all our, our music off. And uh, we just started clapping, and people clapped along, and it was a beautiful moment.
1: But it was wow.
0: wild to me that he hated it so much that he was just like, eh, fuck this. <laughs> oh, good
1: times. Wow, he was just the bartender, too. Yeah, he wasn't like yeah. the guy who booked it or anything.
0: No, 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 no. That
1: person was not there.
0: Um, Yeah, uh, anything else to talk about on the live version? No. no. Same, same. I mean, they
1: probably should have played Life in a Nutshell.
0: I wish they would have. <laughs> um, Ev, why don't you tell me how this song is like? A science fictional movie.
1: Well, why don't I do that? Um, (laughs) I'm trying to think of the reasons why I wouldn't.
0: (laughs) Anyway, this
1: song is, of course, as we have alluded to, about 1985's John Hughes directed Weird Science.
0: Oh, shit. Right on the nose. From my heart
1: and from my hand. Why don't people understand? My intentions. Anthony Michael Hall, Uh Ian Mitchell Smith, and of course, the inestimable... Kelly LeBrock playing Robot Woman. I don't remember her actual (laughs) Lisa, I believe. Lisa, yeah. Yeah. So, um, weird science is at its core about bullying. Okay. Right? Yes. These kids are, the reason they create Lisa, um, well, I'll run through the thing, the, the plot as quickly as possible um anthony michael hall and ian Mike- mitchell smith are two nerds who are um kind of gooning over some cheerleader girlfriends deb and, and uh hilly i think or hillary I do um and uh they are humiliated by humiliated and bullied by their boy the, the the two cheerleaders boyfriends um and uh their response is to hack into a government computer system to uh blast a beautiful intelligent woman with magical powers into reality (laughs) and then she proceeds to throw monkey wrench after monkey wrench into their lives and seems to genuinely care about them but doesn't seem to understand how like things work sure so um they're bullied they're bullied again so her response is to like invite their bullies to a big party to show everyone how (laughs) cool they are and yeah she invites the jocks she invites all the thing and then she goes to um ian mitchell smith's parents who are dismayed by her Because she's like this uh, straight-talking magic genie woman um, robot. And uh, so she pulls a gun on them. I uh, don't remember that part. (laughs) She pulls a gun on them and they're freaked out. And so she's like, oh, that was a bad idea. So she alters their memories to make (laughs) make it look. She never talked to them. And then she makes the dad forget he has a son.
0: Wow. I've forgotten so much. Ev, can I tell you? I maybe saw the movie once uh maybe half of the movie many 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 years ago but the usa tv series weird science was my shit yes i watched so much of that
1: it was on during the days in the summer i remember that watching it like on usa summer prime time so the mornings like that and uh what was the uh, ferris bueller's day off or like back to back like they had a ferris bueller uh, tv show it was a tv show Mm
0: -hmm. how could you possibly extend that to more than a
1: day off a magical day it was just him being real cool in school. Okay, sure. <laughs> but uh, I mean, Saved by the Bell, basically. Okay, but with uh, sure. with uh, with Zach Morris not being a uh, sociopath.
0: Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, did you watch any of that reboot?
1: What the Saved by the Bell reboot? No. Okay, just checking. What, I know you Was it good?
0: I know you're into it. I don't know.
1: But anyway, uh, at the party, why, <laughs> um, why, uh, Anthony? Uh, jo- Sorry. Anthony Michael Hall's grandparents come home, uh, so she they are obviously pissed that there's a big party going on in their house, so uh, Lisa freezes them solid in blocks of ice and stores them in the cupboard. As you do. Yeah. You know, like you do. Okay. And uh, things are going fine. Uh, the kids are still a little bit, uh, the nerds are still a little bit uh, underwhelmed, but she decides to stand by them. She decides to uh, that this isn't going to happen again, the bullying. So they're starting to get bullied, and what she does is she summons a group, uh, conjures a group of mutant bikers. Uh, to invade their party. I remember that, yeah. And beat up the jocks and uh, capture the girls. The boys rescue them. And, you know, like you're supposed to when you are rescued by somebody, you fall immediately in love with your <laughs> <Sure>. uh, rescuer. <laughs> Always happens. Always. Always happens. So, uh, yeah, we did talk about Bill. We didn't talk about Bill Paxton as Chet. <laughs>
0: Chet. What a great name for a shitty older brother. Chet
1: Cregan. Yeah. It's uh, definitely <laughs> one of Bill Paxton's uh, roles yeah okay good
0: you left a long pause for me to edit in a bunch of fantastic adjectives
1: yeah and he uh definitely uh i think lisa turns him into like a blob monster in the end okay yeah i believe yeah. so yeah because she he does... also because he also bullies um anthony michael hall
0: okay does she does she erase the family's memory of chet she doesn't um, okay
1: she fixes all the because they, at one point they conjure a ballistic missile and then the bikers also blow up their house sort of thing. So she fixes it all and then's like, "All right, I guess my work here is done. You guys are cool dudes with good girlfriends now."
0: What a weird. And movie. she heads out,
1: but then she comes back later as their new gym teacher. Oh, you know, okay. because she'll she'll always be looking out for them sort of sure. thing.
0: Sure, 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 absolutely. Um,
1: and I think she says that Chet will turn back into a human eventually. <laughs>
0: that's horrifying oh my god so for a while the brother will just be lost the parents are probably worried they're putting out missing persons
1: reports god damn what what i would do if i were her was just a a a total gaslight would be to um turn chet into a blob monster and then alter everyone's memories to make them think that he was always that way and it's perfectly normal for him (laughs) to be that way
0: sure yeah absolutely um yeah okay so how is this like i saw it i mean obviously the bullying Mm
1: mm-hmm yeah. Obviously, the bull- bullying on many many levels. Um, is there any they, genie
0: genie part to the lyrics?
1: Well, I, obviously they um, they hook electrodes to a, like a blow up doll to make her make them into a, a thing. Uh-huh. Um, so where he talks about you wait and waited, you kept steady, you count and recount. Now you're ready. So that is them hacking into the computer system and uh, preparing mm-hmm. their girl, their beautiful woman. Sure, sure, and perhaps triggering a recount of the 1986. Yeah, they're the reason why uh, Bush got elected over gore <laughs>
0: sure okay, so they're, they're, i count. mean
1: they're hiding their feelings they're hiding their feelings for their their girls the girls that they they have gooned over and they're hiding from their feelings mm-hmm. which is what lisa is trying to get them to uh to sort of come out sure and uh, of sure. course this brother if we don't end this now there'll be others so they gotta end they gotta end the bullying oh, they gotta, gotta brothers, end their nerd yeah. status by throwing an awesome <laughs> okay. party um they basically turned their house into a playground
0: yeah yeah absolutely which uh oh and and people park by the Mm -hmm. playground you got (laughs) it cars because cars
1: play a big part of this movie get it uh they like whenever she shows up to take them around oh the first thing lisa does when she appears is take them to a dive bar and she conjures a cadillac and then drives them to a dive bar in chicago and proceeds to get them both (laughs) shit-faced
0: i remember so little of this movie so uh yeah did they did they also have a crush on lisa well yeah of course yeah but th- then does she like reciprocate does she like she, I mean, at, she's some, their fantasy, she at some point so...
1: pretends to be each of their like not girlfriend but like their paramour or something like that i don't know like she definitely plays the part a little bit but it's more of a, like a tongue-in-cheek like Haha, you could never get me sort of thing
0: very interesting that she originally started life as a blow-up doll and they don't immediately say like uh i want i want you to have sex with me you're my you're my genie so you have to do what well, I they kind say, of like... but she doesn't
1: have to do what they say
0: Oh, so she's okay. like oh, a, sure, sure. she, wants she is,
1: to. she's a genie with an intimate amount of wishes that she gets to decide and also okay. feels fondly towards you. Gotcha. So you got get it. A, you All get it. Right. You unleash the bottle and this guy comes out. It's like, I'm going to try and make your life better in the only ways I know how.
0: <laughs> sure. Okay. Don't forget. I'm not human it's... and
1: I don't understand how things work. Exactly.
0: <laughs> it's the charm spell. Yeah. You're charming the person. They think they're your friend. They're going to do anything yep. they can to help you. Sure. Okay. Got it um interesting all right ev i like that read and i love weird science man i watched the shit out of that tv series and
1: oh boy I had, uh, the guy uh, chet was played by what's his name i don't remember his name but i remember him from like t- he was playing tobias beecher in oz i don't know. i don't know if you've ever seen o- i've never oz seen is oz. Just a pr- it's, it's the hbo prison show it was like the beginning of the hbo like we do serious drama shit so sure it hasn't yeah. aged very well at all but like in it seeing him go from like chet in weird science to like (laughs) tobias beecher who is kind of like a uh he's like a drunk businessman who kills a kid in in a drunken car accident and then goes to um goes to jail in like this maximum security prison oz and then proceeds to get really worked over by nazis in every okay, way impossible, it. every way possible.
0: <laughs> um, Chet. Uh, his his name is Lee Turguson. Lee Turguson. Lee Turguson. Um, and what's very very interesting to me is that he played Chet Donnelly, of course, on Weird Science. And I'm looking at his other roles. Very few of them I've seen, but he also played Chet Donnelly on 1994's Up All Night. He played Chet Donnelly in Duckman. Do you remember that series, the USA Jesus, series, Duckman? So, like, apparently there was a shit ton of weird science crossovers that he was doing at some point, uh, which is, is interesting to me. Man, crossovers are the best. I fucking
1: love crossovers. He played Chet in Mortal Kombat 7 Annihilation.
0: <laughs> yes, he did. From the new uh, DLC so, yeah.
1: characters, Chet. Um,
0: let's, uh, let's move on to rating this song. Ev as usual, we rate this song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more naked this song is, the better. The more clothes it's wearing, the way, way worse. So on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed, Ev, where does
1: this song land for you? Hmm. I've got some I've got some scars on my body. Let's say I was um as a kid, I was kinda I was in a fire. Um and okay. I've got some scars. They're not they're not obvious. They're not like on my face or anything like that. They're on my hands, and my arms, and whatnot. And I'm am very self-conscious of them because they make, make okay. me look weird. Like I don't I don't wear bathing suits. I like I'm I'm not a never nude, but like I, don't, I always try and cover them up. And okay. then um, you know, so I'm I'm always wearing long sleeve shirts. And then one day I have like an epiphany where I'm like, you know, these are me. These are these are all these are gonna be here. These are gonna be me. So I go to school and uh, in a, a t-shirt and let's say jeans and shoes. Just just a regular outfit and i'm like okay here it goes guys here it goes and i open the door and walk in and nobody cares okay they're like they're like oh cool you know like where'd you get that scar i'm like i was in a fire and they're like oh wow wow and like so i'm expecting to be singled out i'm expecting to be bullied but you know what i didn't give kids these days enough credit like they're oh. they're better than i thought you know there might be some like people who are like whoa what are those But, like, you know, I I have a good peer group and I'm not being isolated and, you know, kids are more empathetic these days. Let's say the internet has made them more empathetic. Who knows? Sure. And, you know, so I don't get bullied. I don't get singled out. You know, they just accept me for who I am. That's my writing of this song. Like, not nude. Not nude. I'm not going to like go in like in a in like a, a speedo or something. But you know, I'm showing all my scars, and you know, they accept me for yeah. it. And this song, okay, this song isn't nude. This song isn't fully clothed. It's a good song, and it's got some scars on it. It's not perfect, but you know what? I accept it for what it is, and I'm I'm you know, it makes it different and special. Interesting. All right. Um, I like that rating. I
0: I I think that's a sweet a, a sweet rating. Just like this is a sweet song. For me, I think this is me in middle school. So we're talking 1996, grade nine baby. This is me in grade nine. Uh, and I am getting just, bully bully this so this is not really Saker. uh and i'm getting the shit bullied out of me like every day and i go sometimes i'll go to my teachers and i'll tell and i'll say like you know dan danny did this to me and they'll they'll say danny did you do that and he'll go no and they'll go well sorry little sakey we we gotta just treat everybody fairly and danny says he didn't do it then danny didn't do it and every day i try to catch him in the act and he always evades me but still is able to make fun of me and 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 you know shit all over me maybe literally possibly i don't Jesus. know um and so one day i decide i'm going to save up every scrap of money i have i'm breaking that piggy bank open and i am going to invest in a very 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 early prototype of a body cam I'm gonna get. I'm gonna catch Danny in the act, and I'm gonna show this video to my teacher. So I it's go like in. He's
1: just got one of those little cassettes that becomes a big cassette. You remember those, like the they had like the little camcorders, and they had oh, like you the little little the, tiny yeah. cassette, and you put it in another cassette yes. and it made it big yes. so you could play it in a VCR.
0: I do remember that. Um, So I slip on, it's it's the day, it finally came in the mail. So I put on my t-shirt, I put on my jeans, I go downstairs, I open the box with this body cam in it, and this motherfucker is huge. When I say body cam, it's like, you know, those classic, like, 90s (laughs) cameras. I've got one mounted on each shoulder and a huge backpack to power them wirelessly. And, like, I have to keep, like, a bandolier of tapes around me so that it records for, like, hour-long stretches. And so I go to school, and nobody ever picks on me again because number one it's too easy at this point but number two they know i got them uh unfortunately i i have horrible back problems for the rest of my life from carrying around 90 pounds of equipment with me every day up through the end never ever ever <laughs> no I, I could but i put so much money into yeah. this it's like i don't want to you're go you're getting to results let's be honest i am yeah i've stopped being bullied um, So yeah, I, I think this. I'm wearing a huge 90 pound backpack and a camera on
1: each shoulder, and nobody ever believes me. Yeah, again. I wonder why the bullies don't just smash your cameras. You it's know, it's not like you're dumping to like an offsite thing. Like they just take your tape and crush it.
0: Well, you've retroactively given them an idea, and now I. Well, have it comes with a siren
1: up. that you can set off, like a okay. full on like <laughs> like sure. air raid siren, like a car so alarm. So like you just like yeah. you hit like this big red button on your chest, and then cover your ears, and it's just so loud. <laughs>
0: Well, that's also why there's two cameras. Mm-hmm. You want to take a bat to the first one? Guess what, buddy? I'm running away and I still got camera number two. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Ebbo, mm-hmm. we're going to be right back with more It's All Been Done, a, a good Ladies podcast.
1: Hey, Ev. We're how to play dominoes. Did I ever
0: learn how to play it? No. Yeah, I actually did once, and it was really, really fun. I enjoyed it. Because I see people
1: playing dominoes and I'm like, in movies, and I've seen one or two times people playing dominoes in the park. And I don't know how to play it, but it always looks like they're having a good time. Sure,
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you want to learn? I'm sure there are YouTube videos.
1: I don't know, I feel like dominoes is something you need to like you need to be like a part of the dominoes culture. Right? You need to be part of a family that plays dominoes, you need to be part of a like a set that plays dominoes. Like if I just learned how to play dominoes, it'd just be like, okay, I know how to play dominoes.
0: So you think that that dominoes is a slowly dying breed of people? Because I mean, if it's only a family thing, I mean, some some people don't have kids, and
1: the, well, the bloodline like, you know, doesn't like, continue. Like Midwest Midwest culture is euchre. You play euchre. You play hearts. You play that sort of stuff. And I grew up in like a card sure. culture. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah. Me like,
1: too. Like there were where my my elders were sitting around the table playing cards with each other, and I mm-hmm, feel like there are families mm-hmm. who do the same thing but with dominoes, and sure, um, yeah. you know I want to be part of that world too.
0: Okay, Evbo. We have kind of an extended family, mm-hmm. uh, you and I, and and uh, perhaps the crypto naturalist. Do you want to become a Domino's family? You know,
1: I'd like to, but also there are so many other games that I think will be more fun than <laughs> dominoes that we all spent <laughs> sure. a lot of money buying that we haven't ever played sure. together.
0: Yeah, yeah, it would be fun to just play betrayal of Baldur's Gate instead. Well, of I mean, <laughs> also there are, like
1: I have a list of board games I want to play that I uh, I okay. own and have never played.
0: Yeah, we should play those. But then also we should think of some ways to maybe like Eurofy dominoes. Like we could assign characters and the characters have special powers. Mm -hmm. So you can like flip dominoes or like, you know, add numbers or subtract numbers and like play things from your hand. That would be fun, right? To make dominoes into a Euro game. (laughs) A live action RPG. Shit, fuck yeah. You have to dress up as your domino character. Uh, yeah, that sounds I'm, great. You know, I think I'm going to
1: dress up as the one with three on the top and one on the bottom. <laughs> Is that a good domino or a bad domino? I don't know.
0: <laughs> sounds good to me. Buddy, I don't care what you got on your top or your bottom. Yeah. um I'm I'm the, the, the thoughtful, considerate domino. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe I'm six and six. Oh, nice. I don't role. think
1: that... Are there dominoes? I, again, I know nothing about dominoes. Are there dominoes with just the same number on both sides? I don't remember. I truly
0: don't remember oh, I thought you knew how to
1: play dominoes.
0: I have forgotten. It's been years. You lied to um, me. Fuck. But now I have to think about like what this Domino universe looks like that we're larping in. So like the, the dom- Dominion, the Dominion of of Captain D, mm-hmm. and <laughs> so it's a Dominoes based universe. Maybe.
1: Oh. I guess the big question is: first question, do we go white Dominoes with black pips or black Dominoes with white pips?
0: White Dominoes with black pips. Black dominoes with white pips. What in the world? What? I've never even heard of such a night mode they, domino. They exist. Dots. <laughs> nah, no, nah, I do not believe okay. it. Okay. I, man, I, okay, man. I okay. I, I'm not. I'm not one way or another. But, but you know what? This could work into the story of 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 the kingdom. Maybe there are two different systems. Boy, oh boy. Maybe there's a white. Dominoes and a black Dominoes. <laughs> oh jeez, the two don't get along. Oh, and Well, and cancel that. Yeah, let me
1: let me th- see if I think of a new question. Um, so your Speaking show's canceled. Of... Your show's canceled halfway through the pilot. Saker. <laughs> okay. It's like one of those like really pedantic like um like sci-fi episodes where like they go to a planet and it's like an old Star Trek episode. It's like they go to a planet and there's half the people on the planet have. Half of their the right side of their face is white and the left side is black and the other half sure. have the black side on the right and the yeah. white side on the left the and star, they, the hate, star each, they hate each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like one of those okay. like really didactic episodes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you make a whole show about it.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay. Good. I, <laughs> and uh, it gets canceled in the way <laughs> right through the pilot. All right, that's fine.
1: Can hey, you do that one for one of your future sci-fi at reads? At least it got partially made which is more than most sci-fi I, shows
0: it's not like i get more money if they show more episodes they paid me up front for a season of my oh, show nice. you can show it or not show it i don't give a shit it's fine i just won't get another
1: season you think like that that your show would get like a, a cult following and like there'll be like little conventions about it the dominoblers. i think
0: it, i think it would get an occult following
1: mm-hmm. If that's a thing. I think that people would do rituals about it and make, uh, you know, sort of
0: dark incantations and things like that to try and get it to come back for a second season. Do you think
1: the dominoes figure into fortune telling at all? you think there's anyone who fortune tells using dominoes? Because it is a, it has a random element to it, right? And you can do like bones and chickens and like scapulomancy and things.
0: Yeah, so I think there must be sort of a tarot domino crossover uh, thing that goes on. Yeah, probably. You know what other podcast worries about? the mechanics of games why that's game mechanics (laughs) welcome to game mechanics a story a show about tabletop role-playing games from lots of different perspectives each episode host logan jenkins brings in an industry insider to talk about different aspects of role-playing games you can listen to the entire season one right now you can binge it it ended in june season two is coming soon maybe it's even out by the time you're hearing this episode Um, but game mechanics is another wonderful podcast on the orange groves network
1: is that the end of the commercial? We were both quiet for a really long time. You know, do we have You want me to ask you another question? Like how are we going, how are we doing this? Is this is this usually how we end? Or do we talk more about the
0: And we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies Podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin that big wheel and figure out what segment we're gonna do today. Piece of cake. This song with a food or a drink. So, what food or drink do you like to have when you're watching
1: bullying well, occur like and doing like nothing a, about it? A round <laughs> bag with like a peanut butter sandwich, a juice box, <laughs> oh. and then like a uh, um packet of uh, little like fruit gummies, and then an yeah. apple, apple, and like some some yeah. celery, like celery and carrot sticks in a plastic bag.
0: Yeah, that's almost certainly it. I I, I just want to roll again because that is too perfect. Like you can't you can't top that. Uh. The segment this week is called Thanks that was fun spin again. <laughs> if you get it three times in a row this could be it buddy. And the segment this week is must have been the same thing. The narrator of this song is the same as a narrator of another BNL song. Which song and why?
1: Hmm. hmm. Do you want to make it another what? gym song narrator or are we throwing up in the field?
0: Well, I, I think there are too few gym songs, and I think most of them are goofballs. And I, I do think this dovetails pretty well with Grade 9. I mean, yeah. they even talk in that song about how they made up derogatory nicknames with them, or for them, and, you know, it's... it's. I think it's got to be great. Is this too easy as well? I mean, yeah, if we make it easy. Okay, let's do one more, but this one, because we're giving them too much bang for their buck at this point, our listeners, so this one has to be three words... Or lower for the answer. No explanation. Fun and games. There's a board game based on this song. What are the mechanics, pieces, etc.? Angry dominoes. Done. (laughs) (laughs) Now's the time in the show when we take an email from our friends, our fans, our zealous little zingers. (laughs) Oh boy, not good. Here's an email from our friend Riley, hey, Riley, who I just noticed when I searched for Riley's name. Every single email Riley sends is called Bare Naked Mail. Bare Naked Mail, Bare Naked Mail, Bare Naked Mail. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's good. I mean, he's, so, he's
1: making sure, or he, or, is it he, she, they? I do not know. We've never okay. gendered Riley. So I'm just going to go with they. Um, sure. You know, and uh, oh, you just sent me something. <laughs>
0: I did. So here's Riley's question What's each lady's favorite flavor of Gatorade? Riley. <laughs> no greeting. No, just get straight to the point, and I fucking love that about Riley. So, Evan, what I've sent you is a list of every Gatorade flavor.
1: So we need to figure out what each lady's favorite Gatorade is. How about we um let's do a head-to-head. So for each of them, because I feel like if we could just decide on it, it'll be really quick. But let's do sure, a sure, sure. Uh, head-to-head where we'll name a bare-naked lady person, and we'll both, on the count of three, say which which flavor we think. And then we can do sure. a, we could do a quick ar- a quick argument and let our listeners decide.
0: Yes, we have to see if they match. Okay, okay I like this
1: because so I think they're going to match in most cases. Let's start with uh, Tyler. Okay, so I don't think they're going to match at all. But yeah.
0: Oh no i I certainly think this one will match. I'm ready. Okay. immediately. Okay. All right. Ready. Three, two, one. Two. One. Mango. Mango. Extremo. Mango extremo. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So of course Thai is mango extremo. There is no question about that. All right, shall we go to Kev? Uh,
1: okay, uh, I think, think, think got, we're match I think them. I've got one.
0: <laughs> uh oh, this is so good. All right, are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Rain lime, lime
1: cucumber. Oh, I went with rain, what did you say? Rain lime. <laughs> I went with lime cucumber. Okay. Um. So tell me why rain lime. Because I was thinking of lime cucumber, but like that's a that's kind of like a, a high class flavor, yeah, right. You get your cucumber water at your high end restaurants, but like sure. lime and rain, <laughs> like the flavor of rainwater. Sure, I, you're thinking of this as
0: you're saying it, and I really
1: love that. <laughs> like, I just like it was either rain lime or rain strawberry kiwi, and I feel like strawberry kiwi is a little bit too like a little bit too out there for Kev. See, I if I like were doing one of those rain, oh, rain, ahead. because his his. Remember, um, what was the song where he used like rain imagery a lot? Uh, oh, watching uh, the b- that was... Black Parade go through the yeah,
0: street. The... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember Serendipity, maybe or some shit. But okay, yes, I'm with you. So yeah, so yeah. <laughs> sure. I so of, I think
1: of rain. I think of Kev sipping on a rain flavored Gatorade as he watches it rain outside.
0: But I also feel like, see, I I, I feel that, but I feel like. Lime is a little too puckery for him. Mm. Like he doesn't seem like a pucker boy to me. But then also kiwi is. But when I think lime cucumber, I always think lime and cucumber diluted in water. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you're just drinking water that tastes vaguely of lime and cucumber. And I feel like that is Kev. Kev is a whisper of a flavor. Kev is a, a you know a hotel lobby. Kev is that sort of aesthetic to me. Well, I,
1: so yeah, I see. I see that. But I think that like you're. I think you're saying. Lime is too puckery, but at the same time, we're still talking about Gatorade here. So you're saying lime mm. and cucumber dissolved in a little bit of water, and I'm saying just lime dissolved in a little bit of rain. Like Sure, sure.
0: All right, so you're going to have to – we need people to add us and tell us which one of these is the the correct. So so add us and say, uh, Saker wins Kevin – uh evan wins whoever so yeah we we want to hear we want to hear what you think of yeah. this and three weeks from now when this episode is released i will have forgotten what the <laughs> fuck happened on it and <laughs> have no idea what all these are coming in uh okay um let's do jim next
1: okay give me a second um, yeah
0: it's gonna take me a sec too okay all right three two one frost Fierce icy blue charge. cherry Okay, so Frost, Icy Charge, and Fierce Blue Cherry. Let me give you my understanding of Fierce Blue Cherry first. Um, There's no such thing as a blue cherry. So this is an experiment that Jim has run, right? He's always experimenting. He's always trying out new things. And the fact that it's a fierce blue cherry means perhaps he gave it sentience. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, this is just another Jim experiment. Uh, you know, him just him trying out new things and, and seeing what works and what doesn't. And if you make a sentient fruit, like, you make a sentient fruit.
1: What's your reasoning for icy charge? I, this is Jim's ideal. This is Jim's ideal self. This is Jim where he wants to be in a jazz club as like the solo bass artist, backed mm-hmm. up by a uh, muted a muted piano and uh, okay. somebody tip tapping on like a uh, a single snare and a one like hi hat, and okay. uh, he's sitting there in like a fucking zoot suit with his hat pulled down over his eyes as he just like <laughs> goes to town and he is cool and his that's his stage okay. name is frost icy charge <laughs> now that i'm so thinking of cool. it i think maybe frost arctic blitz might be more my style but you know i can't sure. change it now no you're about yeah, to get charged okay. by the jimbo I think, here it comes I think I'm, he's the coolest I think I'm cucumber and everyone's just trying to enjoy their <laughs> fucking meal because it's a jazz jazz dinner club and he's just tip he's flipping away like are there sure. are there jazz bands where they just front the bass, and he j- you just go like Ham on the bass and uh they're just like backing you up
0: i would bet didn't we look up all bass bands yeah previously? we looked up I think all, ba- we we found an
1: all bass metal band
0: yeah oh yeah that's right so i'm sure there's an all bass jazz band yeah. i'm sure there's one where they front that bass uh
1: let's get to eddie boy okay give me a second i had i had uh, one for oh, him i got in it. a second easy peasy Uh got it three two one lemonade fruit punch hmm <laughs> what'd you say go ahead with your lemonade what did you fruit say punch fruit punch i think we have the yeah. same argument like you go with fruit punch and I think I'm just going to agree with you on everything cuz I think we're just we're just two flavors of the same argument.
0: Sure, well, I don't know about that because for me fruit punch is like default Gatorade. It's it's the Gatorade that's in the lead. It's the Gatorade you think of when you think of Gatorade, right? When I think of Bandicoot ladies, I think of Ed. When I think of Gatorade, I think of that red Gatorade in that it's 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 the number 1,
1: right? What's your reasoning for lemonade? Uh pretty much the same thing. When I think of Gatorade, I think of lemonade and I think of when I think of drinks in general, like cool fresh summertime Living it up, okay. filling a cup. What am I filling okay. that cup with? <laughs> lemonade. What are lemonade kids selling? Gatorade. They're not selling fruit punch. They're selling lemonade. You open a lemonade stand, and Ed sure. is as as a Canadian as lemonade pie.
0: <laughs> I have truly never heard of lemonade Gatorade. I don't know that it actually exists. Does it? It must. I guess if it's on this list. <laughs> uh, yeah, lemonade, thirty-two ounce. Oh boy. Okay, 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 okay. I, 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 You're right. I do know what this is. I have seen it before, and it is very default. Oh, my God. You can buy lemonade Gatorade concentrate, a gallon of it. Oh, oh that looks good. Go. Oh, i drink that right oh, up. Yucky, yucky. Uh, So please tweet at us uh, and let us know who won for all four of the boys. We both won in Tyler's case, I suppose, mm-hmm. because there is no other flavor than Mango Extremo <laughs> that, that identifies as Tyler.
1: <laughs> Ebo. Yes, yes. We did another one oh my God. in a record time, my friend. <laughs> yeah, we got it through. We're only we're only a little bit over an hour. <laughs> yeah, dude. Nicely done.
0: Um, you can get with us on Twitter at been done pod, get with us on Facebook. It's all been done at Bedicky Ladies Podcast. Send us an email. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com, or leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. Ebo, mm-hmm. what do you got to plug this week?
1: The comic stylings of Will Farrell. Ooh, he doesn't really do stand-up or anything, does no, he? No, I don't he's, think he's ever been he's a. a I, 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 he must have done something because, uh, you know, they they poach people from Second City. So he had to have been, I bet he was more of a, uh, like an improv guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, improv and, and long-form sketch mm-hmm. and stuff like that, yeah. I would bet. Um, yeah, okay. So what what, uh, is there anything in specific that you want folks to look up in terms of the comedic
1: stylings um, of Will Ferrell? Uh, Blades of Glory. Underrated, underrated gem. Underrated gem. I was just saying that. As my as my Amazon review I drunkenly wrote yesterday says, underrated <laughs> gem.
0: I drunkenly bought a stand for my TV yesterday and woke up to the notification
1: that it was on its way this morning. Um but underrated gem, yeah, yes, that, absolutely. I, that, I mean obviously it's no anchor man, it's no talladega Nights. Sure. But damn, if you like Will ferrell it's gonna make you laugh. For sure.
0: I found I used to go dumpster diving all the time and I found uh, that movie with no case or anything in a dumpster once and uh, I took it home. There were no scratches on the back. Oh, wow. I watched it. I had a blast. I found a lot of movies in dumpsters. Jackass the movie, Blades of Glory, uh, a lot of stuff that I just sort of uh, mm-hmm. pulled out of the d- good movies. Yeah. I don't know. It People was thrown uh, away.
1: Yeah. Oh, silly they. to throw. You still those have away. it.
0: Uh, No, I sold all my DVDs a couple years ago because they were cluttering my house and I never watched them. So goodbye to good riddance. I threw them back to, I drove back to Youngstown, Ohio, and I went to what used to be the game crazy on Meridian Road. And I threw them back in the dumpster. I said, fly free, little babies. (laughs) And free they went um evbo mm-hmm. i'm going to plug the comedic the dramatic stylings of john c Riley. Oh. i think you should watch more of his dramatic roles <laughs> and we need to get in there gangs of new york how what else was he in dramatically i t- i don't know uh, i don't sh- remember he was in <laughs> chicago but is that a dramatic chicago, role? Yeah. yes yeah he was in that um yeah uh sisters, he was also sisters in, of brothers course, that was a good movie casual casualties of war um yeah all sorts of of great john c magnolia he's great in magnolia oh, yeah. was
1: he in magnolia who was he in magnolia yeah
0: Uh, He was, of course, uh, Jim Curran.
1: Oh, Jim Curran.
0: (laughs) Anyway, uh, so the perfect middle ground between Ev and I this week, you got to get your hands on Watson and Holmes, (laughs) the best movie of the past five years. No
1: doubt. Watson and Holmes had maybe three scenes that made me laugh out loud, and the rest of it was...
0: I have very good memories of it because I think it's one of the last movies I saw before quarantine happened. Yes. It was all of us gathered together at your house having a good time <laughs> watching that movie. And also, Lauren Lapkus steals the fucking show yeah. as the love interest uh-huh. in that movie. She was so great. Uh, Lauren Lapkus, come on our podcast. Um, okay, Ebbo, uh-huh. that's the end
1: of an app. Thank God. Bye. Okay. See you one week. Bye. I see you one week.